Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of I'll Make Your Name Great podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyrone Robertson, and I am joined by my beautiful, illustrious, ride or die, my always there when you call, but always on time, beautiful, multi-talented, wife of 13 years, Ashley Robertson. Hey. Hey. So, Ashley, would you like to introduce yourself? Or, I, don't, I don't know what that I think means. you did a wonderful job. I think I, I, think I did, too. Uh, David Buffer. Is it David Buffer? Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, I think so. You're fired. I got you. <laughs> You're fired. I don't need you anymore. No, I don't need you. Um, so, yeah. So, this is a brand new adventure for us. We are jumping into the podcast market together. We are going to be doing a podcast together, a weekly podcast. She likes me so much, she decided to record our conversations. God help me. I, right? I, don't, I can't believe she signed up for that. She must not know who I, what she signed up for. She didn't read the fine print. But anyways, for those that might be wondering, how would you, how would we describe this podcast? What can you think our listeners can expect? They can really just expect us. They can expect us on every level and vulnerability on how we became who we are and what we consider our moments in life of greatness and what we consider great around us. I like that. Um, and I, I think 100% true. They can consider us, right? Good, the bad, the ugly, our thoughts as we go through these things. And listen, I don't care. I Listen, listen, I know a lot of people say, oh, no, you shouldn't respond. I got Twitter fingers. I got Twitter fingers, Facebook fingers, Instagram fingers. I want all the smoke. Bring it. Oh, my Lord, no. Bring the smoke. At T-Y-M-A-R-87. Bring the smoke. Don't hit me up. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. I, I want all the smoke. This. I'm reading all in them comments. I got time today. I got quarantine. I ain't got nowhere to go. I got time today. You have work. That's true. I do have work. But outside of that, you know, I still got a bunch of hours after that. But I've got all that out the way. Let's get into our, one of our first segments of this uh, of this episode. And, and we'll have in each episode. It's called Stories from the Village. Okay, so Stories from the Village is where Ashley and I share a highlight, a story, or something from our family, something that took place that can either come from our household, our parents' household, just some, somewhere around us, some, our, our, our village, right? Right. One of our villages is a story. So this week, I want to just kind of talk about how Elijah's be punking me. Yeah. Elijah really be punking me. Like, I be trying to put him to sleep now, and he just looks at me like, no. He's up for like three hours in his own bed. I used to have this whole parenting, like, one to three, I thought I had it down packed, right? Mm-hmm. When it came to the first two, I thought I really had it down packed, and mm-hmm. I understood what I was doing, but now I feel lost. Right. I, and I feel like I'm being punked by my youngest child. Is that just me, or, or do you feel like Elijah... Well, let me put this disclaimer out there, and I ain't ashamed to say it. I'm not a kid person. Kid, kid, kid person. So I'm going to tell you all this right now. Yes, I have an awesome husband who did most of the work from the ages... Zero to five. I ain't ashamed. I was blessed. Thank you, God. Highly favored. At the end of the day, <laughs> I thank blessed. God. I'm blessed and highly favored. I thank God for his mama for taking us through, you know, them daycare days because it, it worked out for us, sister. Um, so, to be honest, are you punked? <laughs> you, you might be. I, 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 mean, I, I feel like that. I feel like, Eli- like Elijah really be testing my gangster. I, I've seen it. I definitely, when we had the first baby... I will be crying, and you was like straight to the gutter, like, nah, he gonna be trained. Da, 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 da. I know what I'm doing. Now the third baby, he tests your gangster. He, he, te- he tests my gangster, and he he um, make you see that y'all was softer than what two. It'd it be taking like three hours to put him to sleep now, 
And maybe I just, maybe the problem is too, I'm starting to care too much. Whereas the other ones, I'm like, oh, just, you'll be all right. You'll cry it out. You'll cry it out. But he's not even like crying. He's just there. He's like doodling. Like he's he's like talking to himself each night for three hours. Well, maybe it's not just him and us. I mean, maybe y'all can help us. Maybe everybody's two-year-old is taking it. Is, is everybody else's two-year-old punk? Because I mean, maybe it's just the kids these generation or they're just like, they don't care. I just feel like Elijah's just a little more gangster. I don't know what it is. He, I feel like he's punking me. And Hirsch. Maybe it is. Maybe a little more Hirsch came out of this one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what to do. So send help. You got suggestions? Send help. I'm trying to get my two year old to go to sleep, and he won't go to. Sleep. I mean, he's sleeping in his own bed for the most part. He'll wake he up does. come to ours. He does. But it's just that it takes like three hours to actually put him to sleep. Maybe I should just burn him on a treadmill. <laughs> is it a, is it child abuse if you put your two year old on the treadmill on like four and just have him sit there for like 10, 20 minutes? Is it? I mean, they run around the house all the Right, just have them like, run there. I don't know. And just put like a dinosaur in front of him. Just put a dinosaur in front of him that, that he's trying to grab and he just never grabs the dinosaur. And just. If I get a CPS knocking on my door, Tyrone. They don't know where we live. Facts. They don't know, they don't know where we live. But okay, so we'll keep you guys informed as we go along of, of, of more ways that Elijah is going to keep punking me. Um, so that's, that's our stories from the village. Hope you guys enjoyed. And if you guys have suggestions, I will take them. I will take them. I might not follow them, but I'll take them. Yes, he will. But, all right, yeah. That's our stories from the village for this week. Okay, so now we want to get to our first topic of our first episode. We want to do a recap of 2020. Again, I know other people have done it, other podcasts, other platforms have done a recap of 2020. It's doom and gloom. It was the worst year ever. But we don't care about what everybody else thinks. For one reason. One, and the main thing we do is we just want to recap 2020 from our household, from our perspective, yes. what went on in our lo- undisclosed location that I'm not saying on the air, but our household and what, what happened with that, bunch. right? Our our little Brady Bunch. We're talking about our personal experiences, right? So with the most part of being stuck in the house all year long, how was that for you, right? What What kind of things... Were there? What were your experiences? What would you say about 2020? You know, um, being stuck in the house with you guys weren't that bad. You know, I think uh, becoming a teacher, that was a whole other field. I didn't go to college for that. So that was, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. By the way, I think we should, I think we need, (laughs) I think we deserve a check from the school system. I think they should give us a reimbursement. You know, they should reimburse some of our property tax because the school didn't provide everything that they said it was going to provide. No, I think my kids did better at home than they did in the school to be honest I know. With you. And so I should get a refund on my property tax because my school didn't provide everything that they said it was going to provide. They didn't provide um a a safe location for my kids to be at for 8 hours a day. No, they were in we my house. Overhead. So some of that should come to me. But anyways, okay. We got go you ahead. Overhead. But go ahead. Sorry. Interrupt teacher. But uh no, no, no. Um that um being in the house with you, you know, I realized how much I've truly spoiled you. Oh, we're going to talk about this a little more later. That's a little more later. We're going to talk about that. What else? Being in this house in 2020 quarantine, and we still kind of in the same house. Do you feel like it drove you a little bit crazy? Like, do you feel like you got kind of stir crazy being in the house? You know what? I did want to shop. I mean, Amazon became everybody's best friend because, you know, I get packages. Oh, my Lord. You know how much of our bank account just said Amazon. Amazon and Postmates. Just... I mean, my son is a pro at breaking down boxes now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he got this. So anybody hiring at age 16 to break down boxes, he got you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> store crazy. I mean, Amazon helped out with that a lot for people. Definitely for me. So I wasn't store crazy. I was trying to get out of Amazon. Stop spending my money there. Um, and actually, it was kind of good that I wasn't in the store because I could save money, right? And so... 
Um, I'm not a window shopper person. So I don't like to go in the malls with your friends and just to look around. If I'm going, I'm buying. And if I ain't buying, I don't want to go. So it was good for me and it helped with my budgeting. How about you? I would say, you know, I think it was pretty good. I think you saw different things. I know, like, Nigel did, like, eight TikToks a day. Yeah. She did, like, eight of them a day. Um, home, blew up. Homeschooling the kids was, I wouldn't say challenging, but I would say it's just so much time consuming. And while I have more respect for the teachers. I do, but I didn't go to school for that. I also feel like they got out of the, a year of doing their job, and it was and it got paid. And they got paid for it. For I, it. So mad at I feel like I should deserve some of their checks should come to me. I, I kind of feel that what way. A hustle. Because if a teacher, if a student's acting too wild, you can just put them on mute. Oh, matter of fact, let me tell you, some of these they just put them in their girl class. Yeah. You feel me? When they ain't want to deal with them, you, you, you just give them to a smarter kid. Oh, oh we'll, just, we'll just do small groups, and and it's small. I'll put you in a separate room, and you don't know what room I'm in. I'm gonna be in one rooms, but nah, she, I think they were just at home taking a drink, like. Them kids are wild. But, some of them kids are. I've heard the class. But some of them kids are wild. But homeschooling, I, I think I deserve a rebate on my property taxes because the school didn't do everything it said. So that's how I kind of feel. Um, I love being in the house. Right. I love the built-in excuse to not go anywhere and not leave. Yeah. I Oh, I'm sorry. I can't come to your house. I'm not quarantined. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, I shouldn't be over there. The, the governor said to stay in the house. I'm sorry. Stay at home order. I can't. I would love to come, but I'm sorry I can't. I just love a built-in excuse to not deal with people yeah, and, just, and to stay in the house. I, I have the internet and I have Xbox and that's all I need. That's all you need? That's all I need to be you staying in the house. Need, you don't need me? Well, to stay in the house. Oh, okay. Of course I need you, baby. Always and forever. You are my moon and my stars. Always my... and forever. <laughs> you are my moon and my stars. My 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 rising, my setting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just kind of... I was eating it up, too. I was going to let you go and just I, fall over the cliff. And that's kind of what happened. <laughs> I started driving down the cliff, and I ran out of road, and I just went over. Just like, okay, that was it for that. Okay, so anyways, all right, back to the actual 2020. So what were some of the things that did, you did to keep you busy? I know for me, I had reality shows. We watched a lot of reality shows. Well, I mean, Netflix became the... The thing. The thing to do. The, the Tiger King. I've never been so happy to watch something and so embarrassed that I watched something in my life Tiger that, that I watched that. Tiger King. And then also, I think I would, for me, I would shout out Kevin Dis, Kevin Stage's Keep You Distant Comedy Show. Go Kevin! I think every other, every week or every other week, it was just what we watched. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. So what are some of the things that kept you busy? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to say it. Having a family of five would definitely keep you busy all the time. And so... Um, and we ran you too. And yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all do that to mothers and and wives. That's part of the, the goes with the thing. But we changing that. We changing that. We we doing self care and self love these days. You feel me? But um, so that's definitely the things that kept me busy. Um, like I said, I became a teacher. I became a cafeteria woman. I became you know, you know everything. You know I was already making meals, but you know it was just more onto it and. Um, the play buddies, the play dates, the creativity person. By um, the way, when you said play buddies, I was thinking about something totally different. Oh my gosh. Uh, you said it. Okay. Anyways. You know, like the kids want somebody to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, you know, I have my own adventures. I went out and, you know, ministry kept me busy, definitely. Definitely. A shout out to God's House of Rest Church, to my pastor. R. Tyrone Robertson woo woo. and his co-pastor and first lady, Deborah Robertson. Woo woo. Being in the ministry, which I love, it was good work, kept me busy and grounded. Also, I got life coach. I yeah. definitely did that. That kept me busy. I went and got my certificate for that. 
and just, you know, and so I started off that adventure and just doing, you know, a lot of little things. Um, and so what were some of the, the better shows? Like I said, reality shows, Tiger King, I think stood out. I think that just reminds me so much when you're talking about, and it kind of lasted all year too, because then towards the end it was like, is President Trump going to gonna pardon him? Joe Exotic, you know, and then, and that thing. So Tiger King was just, I don't know. It was just, it's just captivating. And what was that chick name again? Uh, Joanne Vasquez. The one who killed her husband? Yeah. Yeah, Joanne Vasquez. Allegedly, because I don't want anybody to sue me. Allegedly. I think she killed her husband. She allegedly thinks she killed her husband. I, I do. I allegedly think. I, I'm going to own it. No, you no, know no, what I'm saying? I, now, I ain't no evidence. The court didn't prove it. But I, don't, I don't disagree. I just want to throw I allegedly. saying a hungry tiger. <laughs> so the other thing we watched was The Circle, of course. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, The Circle. Okay. Yeah, The Circle was funny because you have... Basically showing what social media is. People manipulating, trying to get likes, trying to be accepted in society and not being truly... Which is funny about it. You want to be accepted, but you're not who you are. You know what that reminded me of? By the way, that's another thing too. How can they accept something that they're offered? I don't know you. I can't... I, I can't really accept you. I can't accept what you don't offer. Ooh. So if you don't offer it to me, how can I accept it? If you don't offer your genuine self, you don't offer who you really are, how can you then say, I'm not going to willing to accept you? Preach. Sometimes the truth is we don't accept ourselves. So mm. we and because we don't accept ourselves, we assume no one else can accept us either. Well. Whereas if you accept yourself, you don't really need the acceptance of someone else because you have your own acceptance. Because that's really all that matters. When we're fighting for acceptance from others, what we really want is someone to, we really want is a reason to accept ourselves. Mm. That and that's what we're actually looking for. We're mm. actually looking for a reason to accept ourselves. And, and, and we think, well, if I don't accept me, others won't accept me either. Or if others accept me, then that means I can accept me. Yeah. But again, we shouldn't care so much what other people think. Right. And that's what I definitely got out of that show. I mean, it was definitely entertaining. You see the manipulation and the games and, and all that, whatever. Um, but the over, I'm always a deep thinker. You know that, babe. But um, that's kind of what I got over that. But another show that really kind of caught my attention was Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight. I... It, it's one of the things that I... I like watching the black couple. What was their name? Um, okay. I don't know. And the sad thing is, I just watched an interview with the guy oh, yeah. not too long ago. Um, but I don't know. And I, I'm i not going to look it up either. There was, well, the, what about it? There was two black couples. In, in, we're talking about season nine. Um, the one that was on Netflix. There was two black couples. Because it was Deanne and Greg. Mm -hmm. And then Iris was one of them. And I'm not talking about Iris. What's, wait, there was two black couples. There, yeah, but I'm not talking about Iris. I know you're talking Iris is the... Uh, who was holding her virginity. Yes. and then But the other one was Deanne and Greg. And Deanne and Greg. That's who I'm talking yeah. about. Deanne and Greg. I, mean, and then... I liked it, Iris, too. I mean, I like watching the show in general. It was, you know, very interesting. All the couples out there, you know, a shout out because that's big to go. Now, I do think you signed yourself up for it. But that's big to connect yourself with a person, um, don't know them, and making a vow to them. Um, I wouldn't have done it. But, you know. To each of his own, right? And so, and, and and I think the amazing thing about watching that show was to see that some of it was working. Like, my thing was, of course this is not going to work. You don't know the people. Right. But to see, I think it was Dan, uh, don't make Deanna me. and Gray. Dan and Gray. Deanna and Gray. Deanna and Gray. I don't want to butcher their names. But, um, just, I feel like theirs was a little more real. Yeah. Um, you've seen her push back. You've seen her be very reserved because she didn't know this man. Mm -hmm. And you, you've you seen him trying to um, be more open to that and welcome her in. And it was just, it was a lot. And I really, it was very entertaining. I can't wait to watch the next season. It, well, by the way, the next season is not coming on Netflix. They, they've had like two more seasons since then. Oh, 
they, they just come up, they just, um, you need to go on are, they're on Lifetime? I forgot where they are. Netflix but life, life but what I was saying, what I was saying is, I think it did a great job of that first season coming on Netflix because it gave everyone to watch it. But it's actually airing. I think it's on like season eleven. That was nine. I think they're on eleven currently. Not that I'm gonna go I back. Mean, I don't know if I'm gonna go back and watch it. But I, yeah. I mean, I know I'm not gonna go back and but watch that it. That was but one of the things that kept us um, busy. It, we, we watched. We had a, a run of a bunch of reality shows um, that kind of. Yeah, and kept I watched us every um, sci-fi, magical. Every yeah, just you all name it, I watched all it. the stuff. Okay, so, all right. We should do an episode about that. We should. We could. We could talk about one of those, all the sci-fi stuff. I mean, just from all the shows that were good and recap, I think that'll be amazing. I think so, too. Okay, so, here's my question here. What do you think 2020 showed you about your family? And and because of this, I want to separate your family versus the marriage. So, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about our, what 2020 showed you about your marriage later. But just your family as a whole. Um... Do you need well, to go first? Yeah, you okay. cut that off. All right. So while I wouldn't say I would, I learned this, I would say I was reminded of how talented my family is. Mm. I think everybody started new adventures with you, like say your life coaching, getting into the ministry, and I think you got deeper into your word. Nigel doing five thousand TikToks a day. Right. Um, I've seen that one dance so many times, but but the five thousand TikToks shoot a day, that dance. <laughs> right? The five thousand TikToks a day. Um, TJ, you know, growing and developing, I think even Elijah, I think so much so, I think it was showing how multi-talented, um, and multi-dimensional the family is overall. And I would say another thing is that for the most part, I mean, TJ and Miguel have their issues and I know my mom would just say, this is me and Derek, you know, reincarnated with the arguing back and forth. But for the most part, we all get along. Right. It wasn't a matter of, oh my gosh, we're, we're driving ourselves crazy being in this house. Yes. And so we all kind of got along and, and like each other. And I think that was one of the things that you kind of learned. Again, not learned, but reminded of that we all still do like each other and have a bond. And and I think I'm thankful for that, that it wasn't something that we were at each other's necks all the time. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm tired of seeing you. Like, I turn over and like, oh my gosh, you're still alive. <laughs> you're still breathing. Stop it. You know? All right. Hold we, your breath. We didn't, have, we didn't have any of those. Um, What did 2020 show me about my family? Um, Again, I think it kind of goes back to what you said. It didn't really show me anything new but just reinforcing uh, reminded me of everything my family is capable of doing and what they are going to do right I've seen things in the making I've seen uh, small things and I see the vision of them growing up and I think this is what that show me because sometimes when you get busy with life you don't see the small things as being planted, right? Right. And so I got the opportunity to see the little nuggets as being planted in my children, whether I was planting it or, you know, just them and their mm-hmm. growth and my husband. And to me, um, makes me respect 2020, giving me that opportunity to look inwards, see my family again. I, by the way, I love that. That, that by slowing down, you were able to see a clearer vision. You were able to notice the small things. And I, I think, definitely think agree. I think this podcast, in theory, it was born out of 2020 seeing the small things. Right. Seeing the things that could be. And I think also, even that, that reinforced certain things. We had conversations like, okay, it's time to start moving in these directions for our kids. It was, it was, let's push Nigel with, the, with, the, you know, with her what YouTube page. With her YouTube page. Let's, let's push, you know, we'll see what TJ wants to do. Let's work, you know, work with her hands. I think there was some of that pushing because you saw more of the small things that are there. And the things that are being planted. I actually like that. Well, you see the small things. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> Opportunity to see the small things. That's the title of this episode. That wow. was actually really good. Okay, so 
On that note, we're going to take a break from this conversation and we're going to get to our next segment, which is the We're Not Strangers segment. Okay, so the We're Not Strangers segment is when Ashley and I will each grab a question from the We're Not Strangers game. By the way, We're Not Strangers game. You like to sponsor the podcast. I like your boy. Um, where we answer a question from the game, it'll be randomly selected, so we don't know where this conversation will take us, if it'll be a one-word answer, or if it will be, you know, take over the rest of the podcast. We don't know, so we'll kind of see together. Okay, so you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Do I seem like more of a creative or a... Or analytical type and explain. You are definitely a creative. Yeah. I believe you're one of the type of people that you see a blank page and you see opportunity. So you can create things that, you know, the phone party you made, which was amazing, that we took pictures of. You know, again, the idea of being able to take a big yard and make it really a foam pit that, that an, an adult woman can fall into and we not see her, right? I think that thing, the, the, the Nerf party you did was outstanding. I think Derek, even Derek's wedding that you did was outstanding. Uh, I'll keep telling you, you probably need to go to event planning, but we'll start the point. Everybody's doing event planning. But that's what everybody's doing. I mean, everybody's doing it well. But okay. anyways, and by the way, you know, God said, your gift will make room. But any, yes. anywho, I think you are- If anybody want to hire me, it, I will right? definitely do it. But by the way, I think you are definitely a creative person. You, you like I said, you see opportunities on the blank sheet of paper. You're, you're definitely creative. So my question, unless you want to ask me the same thing. How many speeding tickets do you think I've gotten in my life? <laughs> I think if I can really remember, maybe like three. I've had three speeding tickets. That is ah! true. I've got. I think you were in the car for one of them. Of course, we were from Chico to Oakland. We were going to no, yeah, we were going. We were heading back. Right from Oakland to Chico. And there was a, in that small little road where there was like two, just one lane each, right? And I tried to go around a car, and a cop stopped me. I was like, you were going eighty. I was like, but I was passing the car. I had to go faster. By the way, I still think that was a bogus ticket. And if I ever find that officer. I'm going to spit in your coffee. That is really not nice. Okay? Forgive. Neither was that $400 ticket. And, no, no, no. And, and I want to put in reference here. This was a $400 ticket for a college student. This is not... Well, you shouldn't have been speeding. This is not $400 for me where I am now. $400 college student, that, that could have been a million dollars as far as I'm concerned. That was a book. That was more... Yeah, that was a book. For, just for a class. You're the reason why I failed that class. <laughs> because I had to give you the money... Instead of buying that book. <laughs> you know what you're going to tell me? That, 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 listen, why listen to the truth when the lie is more entertaining? <laughs> that officer, you cost me that grade in that class. Oh, I hope you're happy with yourself. I hope you sleep well at night. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> he should. But, yeah, you're right. Okay. That's how many speeding tickets I have. <laughs> you didn't do that so fast. You, don't, you, don't, you really don't break the... Like, honestly, if I can... Talk about you don't break the law. You're not that type of person who don't, just don't put that out there. Nah, I, I break that law. I'll I be in them streets. <laughs> okay, sure. Yes, streets playing double dutch. No, it's a fashion wagon By the way, I used to know how to play double dutch. Uh-huh. I used to know how to play double dutch. I love double dutch. Good kids need to play double dutch these days. Get things moving that way. Me too. Right? Um, but I would say, for the most part, though, I, I've gotten three tickets. I think I got two, like, in one year in, like, Chico. And I'm making that drive. And then I had one prior to that, but I haven't got a speeding ticket since then. Of course, you started driving like crazy. Uh, well, listen, paying $800 in one year for speeding tickets? Yeah, it Again, crazy. as a college student, that every time my, my car gets above 80, I start I start thinking about it. <laughs> $500, no, 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 no. What do they call it? You have uh, PT... P- P- PTSD? Yes, <laughs> I have PTSD when it comes to speeding tickets. And so, at the end of the day, it worked. So, 
Maybe I should take the offer. No, I ain't taking that officer. You still cost me that. You still cost me four hundred dollars. I hope you're happy with yourself. Okay. All right. So that. Yeah. That is our we're not strangers segment. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, how many speeding tickets do you guys have? Are y'all just like perfect drivers and never have any tickets, or are you guys got like a million? Of not tickets? the people I be driving on the road with. They be like fast car racers. I be like, okay. By the way, I do want to put out. Where is there ever a speeding cop? A speeding ticket cop when you need one? I don't know. They don't seem like they exist anymore. They only me. seem to exist when I want to go fast. Like, why are you not there when they other people are going fast? Slow them down. But, okay. Anyways, let us know. And are you more analytical or creative? Why and why not? Let us know. All right. Okay. So, let's get back to our topic of this episode where we're talking about 2020 recap. So, I got a question for you. What do you think 2020 showed us about our marriage? I think being in the house so much with each other and and kind of being being extended extended time with each other because sometimes you get busy with the day to day and everybody got their own schedules. Being kind of stuck in the house, we had a great look at each other and where we are at this point in our lives. So, where do you think it showed you? And also, do you think it helped or hindered our marriage? I think you should start off with that. Okay, so if I have an honest moment for me, right? I think last year was a bit of self-growth. I think what it showed me about our marriage is I have a bit more to do when it comes to actually listening to you. Because there's one thing to say, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know if I actually comprehend everything you're saying. So I think, you're so I think sometimes, even to the point, I think, and I just heard someone else talk about this and it just kind of reminded me of it, is sometimes you would say, hey, Tyler, I don't like when you did this, and I'd spend 20 minutes arguing that particular incident versus arguing your overall... Um, thought and feeling and so i think what it told me is i so because like one thing that happened is when i hit 30 right i was like all right i'm gonna do all this self-growth i started reading i I, I started doing all that right and then it kind of faded a little bit and i think what it is is i realized i need to continue that 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 development of myself um as we kind of go forward so what i say right i thought i was good um so and i think we had plenty of time to talk about ourselves in our marriage and where we were and, and the things we need to do i you know of how there's certain, like, my determination has dropped a bit. I used to have a little more determination to follow through, but that kind of dropped. And I think we had some tough moments, but I think they got, we have gotten much better and did leaps and bounds in how we discuss topics Definitely. that are challenging for ourselves, right? And they don't become these big out, drag out, you know, arguments or discussions. It's, it's, you say something, they just heard me. I might have a little backlash. We'll separate for a minute, think about it, reflect, and then come back with a much better conversation. We're like, okay. This, yeah, I, I see how you said that, but this is what right. I feel, right? And so I think that's it. So overall, did it help or hinder us? I think it, I think it definitely helped. Um, mm-hmm. I think we got to know and reanalyze where each other is at this point in our lives. You know, I think one thing about marriage, too, is you can get so busy with the day-to-day and going forward mm-hmm. that you miss out on the opportunity to see who your partner is at that moment. Definitely. And where they are and where their thought process is. And you, sometimes we, we leave them stuck at that time when we first met him like for so long in my mind you were always that 20 year old girl um but you didn't meet me at 20 18 year old girl sorry yeah <laughs> you got married at 20 but okay yeah. so so mm-hmm. i would say you were always that at in that standpoint even though i recognized you were getting older right and and developing more i think there was that there was the nope but you're still that and the things that you like then are still the same things you like now and so i think that was part of it um i think that happened a lot this year and that's why i showed us about our marriage and, and even me and helped to know that answer mm-hmm. see that just made me blush for a moment i had to take a moment i gotta just soak that in it's 
It is worth it, guys. It can take years to be worth it. Um. So what did um? What did you? What did 2020 show you about our marriage? And what did it help or hinder? Now let me answer. Help answer some of this question for you, <laughs> Ashley. Yes. Did 2020? What did 2020 show you? It's Jamie. I have an amazing husband. He is um so intelligent and so thoughtful. Yeah. Um and just outstanding. Mm -hmm. Um. And there is just nobody in this world who is better suited to nobody. be my husband. Mm -hmm. There is nobody in the world who nobody. I wish was my husband more. Nobody. And I just really realized I'm blessed and highly favored. Highly. That I, that God sent me such an amazing man like him. That is what I learned in 2020. That was amazing. I thought so too. That was amazing. I, I mean, nobody will be able to know that that wasn't <laughs> you. Nobody will know that wasn't nobody. you. Nobody. Okay, so what's your real but, answer? <laughs> but no, I mean, that is all true, too, you know. But thank you for saying so. I don't have to say it. <laughs> but that is true. I do have an amazing husband. I mean, if you want to say it again, you can. I mean, I have an amazing, amazing husband. Oh, stop. Stop. Uh, no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> My husband is so amazing uh -huh. that all I got to do is say one thing. And God, he is a man after God's very own heart. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. And that alone makes him a forgiver, mm. a lover. Yeah. A teacher. Yeah. A protector. Well. He's my cover. Yes. You don't understand. I love this man. Yes. And yes, I paid her to say all those things. <laughs> no, you did. So here's here's the thing she want to say. Translation. He was lazy. He ran me back and forth about doing the simplest stuff. He would he would not make his own lunch even if I was in the same house. Even though he could make it. All he had to do was heat it up. He wouldn't do it. That doesn't exempt one from the other, though. You know what I mean? Right, I can still love you, and all that can be true. But um, what what it showed me about our marriage, honestly, it showed me the power of agreement. Hey, okay, wait a minute, go ahead. And so before quarantine and the life, we're just I felt like in our marriage and family and in general, we're just going different ways, right? We're we're doing our thing. We're trying to build our career. We're trying right. to take care of the family. But when you're in the house, we had got stuck with looking at one another. And like you said, hearing, actually hearing one another is not being at work eight hours and then come in, eat, take a bath, you know what I'm saying? Get the kids ready and go to bed. It became more of an intimate relationship without, excuse me, French penetration, right? It, uh -huh. it, the, the conversation of intimate, right? Uh -huh. And what happened, I learned, is when we began to talk and agree, things began to happen. Hey. And so it was more... I, and made me value the conversations that we have. Because sometimes I think over the years, we've been together for a long time. We take advantage of the conversations that we have. We've had these conversations so many times. And, and we forget that people change. And, and, and we still have to come back and talk so we can be in agreement and in alignment. Mm -hmm. So that we can move forward in order to be what we want to be in our family and in life. And I think that's what I learned in our marriage that not only were we capable to do that, we had the power to do it. And once we did that, the sky was the limit. Yeah. The power of agreement. Hey. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, you know, you're not the only one that's been on this self-development journey. I've been on it for right. quite some time. Like you said, when you're not in agreement, especially when you're in a relationship with somebody, not just marriage, any relationship with a person, right? With right. kids, with your parents, with your teachers, you have to be in agreement. Because what happens is, and what I found for myself, mm -hmm. is that then I felt like you were attacking me. Right. Right? That anything that I wanted to do would be was an attack to me 
because we weren't in an agreement. Right. And once we got an agreement, I realized that it wasn't an attack on me, whether it was timing, whether us coming together, whether we put this, whichever comes first and prioritizing things. And I and I think it was just better. I just think it was better. And so I definitely think it made our marriage better. It made our household better. It made our kids better. Because they that. see it. I hear my kids all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, Mom. Y'all just love. And I love your family. You should adopt all the kids in the world because y'all just amazing people. And I'd be like, uh-huh. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> right? Y'all expensive. They are expensive little boogers. <laughs> I don't understand how they're expensive. They can't go anywhere. But they still is expensive. That nay-nay for you. All of them. So, and also, I did learn how lazy I am and how dependent I got on you. Because I ain't like, I really did. I don't want to throw no negative. Oh, you can throw. Listen, I'll throw, all, I'll throw all the dirt on it. I'll own it. Self-reflect. I, I'm not going to change it, but I own it. <laughs> Please, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to change it. I just realized how I, I really did. It's like, oh, it's time to eat. I, I'm not moving. I'm waiting until Ashley come out the room. Then when she make food, oh, I'm hungry too. Please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how it was. But I will say this too. One of the things, I think, not just us two, I'm glad about 2020. One thing is our kids became... Uh, more self-reliant on themselves. Oh, I was going to make that happen. Especially when it comes to, like, making their food and lunch. So much now, because, you know, and by the way, air fryer? Amazing. But so many mm-hmm. things now, the kids were just like, all right, I'm just going to make nuggets, or I'm just going to make chicken wings, or I'm just going to make pizza, or I'm just going to make this. Or so, and they gotten a bit more self-reliant on themselves, and not always, you know, mom and dad, what are you going to make me? And that's a shout-out to all the moms. If you want your kids to be independent, make them do it. Stop spoiling them. That's what I did. I was like, if you want to eat, Go make it yourself. I taught them how to do it. If they need help, go fix it in there. TJ messed up on the pizzas a couple of times. Yeah. But now he got it. He can feed all his siblings. And and, it's, <laughs> and and what she's really saying is I was trying to do that with my husband, but he just went the opposite way. And he just outstubbed me. Well, I realized, like you said, you're not going to change. So I need to set up somebody to take care of you just in case <laughs> I die. <laughs> just saying. Cause I, I, yeah. Because I'm really going to sit there and be like, Nigel. Okay. So a lot of people talk about how bad 2020 was. It was the worst year. It was everything. No, wrong. A lot of bad did happen, right? A lot of bad did happen. I don't want to downplay it, but I just think there was some good that happened last year, too, especially when we're talking about us as individuals. So we want to go over some highlights of 2020, and just each give a few highlights that we want to kind of point out or things that stood out to us, things that were good for us. Um, and maybe we'll go one for one. So number one of them for me, in no particular order, is I started a podcast. Right. The hey! weird. The We're Not Arguing podcast, and now podcast number two, I'll Make Your Name Great podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think, and that was such a eye-opening experience to make understand. Make my name great. <laughs> that was such an eye-opening experience for me just to understand what all went into it and see how achievable it could be. Whereas it always looked at something like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. That's so hard and stuff. But when you break it down to steps and be able to accomplish something, and that's something I'm really proud of that it was something I thought was really hard. It was able to break it down and accomplish it and, you know, find find out that sometimes the barriers we create in our head are bigger than the natural barriers. Right. And they are more challenging than natural barriers. And oftentimes we don't stop because of some artificial barrier that we created that doesn't actually exist. But, okay, that's number one for me. What was one for, one for you? Um, number one for me, honestly, I'm going to have to say it because it's just my heart. It's my ministry. 100%. You know, it's been a long time coming. Not that... It's been a I, long <laughs> Long time coming, but I know. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. It's fine. Um, not that you do it for credibility or or, or armor or any of that na- nature, but but it's nice to be acknowledged. Um, but when you've been doing something for over 13 years, or you know, just I mean, 
And you know, it's funny because I'm thinking about doing a podcast about my uh, ministry journey. Ooh, you're um, in the- is my ministry in vain? No, so, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not, baby. No, it's not. And so um, that was a real big highlight for me. I enjoyed uh, going through minister training with my pastor mm-hmm. and with our deacon and our first lady. It was uh, very enlightening. I loved our spiritual leadership book that we went through, just uh, reinstilling what spiritual leadership is. Mm-hmm. It was just all, all around amazing. I'm just looking forward to the future and eternity because of it, you know? I would say the next one for me, and this might be a guy one, but I don't care. As a longtime Laker fan, the Lakers winning the NBA championship last oh, year yeah, was did. definitely a high point. I mean, I was mm, juiced when they happened. Lakers. Yeah, so I would say that's definitely a high point for me. But you don't see the show about the show. <laughs> that was definitely a high point for me. I know it's a guy in the sports, but that it it, it affected me personal. And while that's something was only that was a personal. This is a Laker household. I grew up in a Laker household, so the Lakers winning is a personal thing. Okay, so what is what was the next one for you? My birthday. Birthday. It's it your birthday. birthday. Hey, you know, I got older, I'm, you know, around them in them, in them 30 somewhere, you know. My husband showed up and showed out, you know, he did that. I, it was really a very enjoyable uh, and rememberable moment. Definitely one of the highlights of my birthday in my life, and I'm grateful. Um, and so it was nice, just, you know, just recap, you know, a whole week of spying and nails and hair and the surprise photo shoot and from it was just so much and it was really really memorable and I just want to say this like the older you get especially if you have a partner it's important to celebrate your partner right yeah because the world will forget about them even your parents get old and they pass away the kids get older and they go about their life but when you make a commitment to somebody, I think it is important to celebrate them and to remind them of how special they are to you and to themselves, you know? And so thank you for that. I, and, and I guess the reason why also I would say it stood out, it stood out because I had some duds. I've had some of your I birthdays. I you on the bus. Listen, I, I've had some duds where it was like, oh, it's your birthday? Here's here's some, a bag of chocolate. Yay. <laughs> Some M&M's that I got from 7-Eleven. Come a long way, baby. Come a long, long way. Yeah, I've had some trash ones. I love you, though. I've been trash. Tell me what love, love just blinds everything, don't it? Yeah. Love just everything. Yeah. No. So what is your third one? I highlighted in general just seeing the development of everyone in the household and growth and be able to, as you say, see the small moments. Right. Um, and watching all the growth over the year and, and how each one grew and developed and, and just... Sit by and watching that. I think that was a highlight for me. Yes. Yeah, that was really a highlight for me. And so. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and also uh, the backyard. Backyard? Getting the backyard to a place that it was is able to entertain and have the kids have fun, I think it's, it's good. And now even Elijah comes home every day. He's like, I want to play in the backyard, you know. Yeah. So I'll say that getting the backyard done, that's what I highlight. Definitely. My third one would have to be my family for Thanksgiving. Right. Um, that was definitely, definitely in a highlight. That's a highlight for me too. Because they came and we celebrated being able and having the opportunity to do that is a highlight and something that is just a blessing in with itself, right? And so blessed to have a home, blessed to be able to put on a Thanksgiving is just amazing. And also in the midst of that Thanksgiving, I got to Christian, my nephew. Right, right. And so they got to come to my church home 
not only did they come there, I got to give the message that Sunday. Yeah. And I also got to Christian them. And I think that is just something that will go down in the books for me. You know, people say all the time, God parents, God parents. But I'm going to be honest, until you do it the right way in front of God, you just a play parent. You're playing. It's yeah. an oath. It's a vow that you make before God. And so yeah. all that wrapped into one, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think just to payback on it, I think one of the things we we first thought about when we got the home we got is that it was one of the things we thought about is one of the contributing factors that it was big enough that we could host things. We could have quite a few people here, brothers in the backyard and in the, in the two rooms. Uh, we could have a lot of people here and it not be over cramped and overcrowded. And one of the things we thought about was this is this place that we, we could have and host. Um, right. And so to see that come to fruition last year, well, I think was great. And I think it was definitely a high point for us. I think both of us, it was one of the definitely the high points. Um, yeah. Everything about that. Okay, so that's our 2020 recap. We went over our, you know, Everything for us and, and, and our highlights and what, what worked for us, how we think overall the year went. So you tell us, how was 2020 for you? Again, I know that there were there were some negative things around us. I know last year was crazy. But, you know, were there any positives in your life? Is there anything that you want to share? Let us know. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe us, reach out to us on social media. Let us know that you liked it. Share it with your mama, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, three Kims, Shanice, <laughs> uh, Kimberly, um, Tanisha, Shaniqua, Ladisha. All of them. All of them. Share it with all of them. Your baby daddy, uh, your best friend, your mama. Your enemies. Your enemies. They they might like it too. Just hit us out. Just basically thank everybody for listening. And this is the I'll Make Your Name Great Podcast. I'm Tyler Robertson. And I'm Ashley Robertson. I hope you have a great day on your path to greatness. All right. Bye.